This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. Um, Kyle and I got a, a subject for you that we think is pretty important to people in the ag economy. So you want to lead us off, Kyle? Yeah. So for most people, it's been a pretty good year. Inputs for most were locked in at pretty reasonable low prices. A lot of good yields out there, really good prices. So most people in the ag world are going to be pretty flush with cash for the most part. So what what should somebody think about doing when they have a bunch of cash? Like, <clears throat> does it make sense to pay off a bunch of debt? I know it's not the greatest thing to think about having debt, but does it make sense to pay all that debt off with your flush cash? Yeah, and so from a, I mean, we're going to come at this from several different ways. Um, but I mean, first of all, from just your own like farm solvency and you know your risk factor as a farm, I don't think that it makes much of any sense to pay off debts. No. If you have an operating note, sure, you know, um, you know, those are yearly type things, but if you have some long-term debt, whether that's uh on cattle or land or buildings, um that that money, once you pay it to the bank or whatever institution lent you that money, they are in control of it now. Okay. It's like the golden rule with with Nelson and, and becoming your own banker. Those who have the money, those who have the gold, make the rules. So if you're giving up control of that money to pay off debt, you no longer have control of it. This was a good year, so it worked out fine, and you feel good about paying off some of your debt. Some of you guys might be able to pay off a big chunk of it too. Mm-hmm. But the other one other thing to look at is this was a good year, inputs were low. Next year, we already know that inputs are going to be higher. I mean, fertilizer right now is is three times as high as it was last year. Um, fuel is higher. Chemicals are higher. Double, quadruple on some things that I've seen. Um, so more than likely, it doesn't look like we're going to be able to have the same type of profit margin that we had this year. What if we factor in potential weather patterns, you know, changing, and we have low yields or we don't even raise anything? There's going to be a lot more risk out in the fields because we're going to have a lot more dollars tied up in the fields to get them, um, you know, till harvest. Or if you have cattle, you know, what if rents go up on pasture and stuff? I haven't heard much about that yet. Well, inflation too. Like the government is admitting what it's like five percent, so we know it's even higher than that. So most loans that you have are probably going to be five percent or less. So it really doesn't make sense to be paying that off with the stronger dollars. Definitely not. And so. I mean, I know that for some people having debt is just, you know, you don't want to do it. But if you are in a position of having access to a lot of dollars, whether that's in an infinite banking policy, like what we talk about, or if you're just holding on to those things, you know, I, I don't think a, a checking or savings account is the best place for them. But if that's what you're doing, I I still think it's better than paying using all those dollars to pay down debt. Sure. 
I just I think it puts you in a tough position if cash flow changes next year, which it it already looks like it's going to be lower, even if we have the same type of good yields. Mm-hmm. But what if what if we don't have those? Yeah, what is you're going to need something to keep going for the next year and give yourself a cushion. You know, mm-hmm. um, don't put yourself under that type of stress. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, buy things that you need, something that's going to make you money. You know, don't just go blow on new equipment that isn't going to, you know, make you any money compared to what you have now. You know, it has, you need to really think about what you're spending your money on. Yeah. Kyle and I, we've been talking about, you know, we have some cash around. I mean, I'm not going to spend all of it by any means. And a very small portion of it is going to go towards traditional type equipment, um, if any. But, you know, we're thinking of things like, what can we do that's going to, give us some immediate bang for our bucks, you know, Mm -hmm. and start putting money back in our pocket again right away. And I mean, for me, I'm thinking about potentially, uh, using some manure possibly on, on some land, um, putting in some more irrigation, um, a truck because I definitely could have got better basis by hauling stuff Mm -hmm. further this year. Yeah, and harvested faster for that matter. <laughs> but, sure, yeah. But I mean, those those are all things that could give an immediate jolt to help. Or even, yeah, and if maybe you don't need something immediately, but something that is going to return, you know, throughout time too. Like doing some land work to get something to drain better or just make the field better, increase the amount, increase the property value or or whatever, you know learning a new skill, you know, going to some sort of meetings or some sort of school to learn new skills or how to do things better. Yeah. If you want to change how your operation works, I mean, I would definitely not recommend going, you know, whole hog on it, but maybe you can go somewhere to a workshop, whatever it is, maybe it's free, maybe it, maybe it costs money, learn how to do something and implement it on a small number of acres the next year. Mm-hmm. See if that works. If it does, then you can start to bump it up and see like, can we scale this thing? And you can deduct those expenses of going to those things on your taxes too. For sure. So. I mean, ranching for profit for people in the the ranching business. I mean, this might be a year where you have a little bit of extra money and it really makes sense to get down there. Yeah. I, that's definitely something that I want to get to. Absolutely. There's, yeah, it's not too hard to, to find different things going on this winter where it could really increase profitability on the farm for next year. Maybe it's buying a couple of um, poly wire reels and, and trying to intensive graze and get, you know, uh, cattle on, on smaller paddocks and and maybe even get more grazing out of them because of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, all those things that aren't like traditionally thought about, but could definitely provide an impact in their very first year of being on the farm. And you could also get started on IBC if you haven't yet. If you have some extra cash laying around, why not get started on a policy? Start accumulating capital in a in a tax advantage place. You're gonna have to do it somewhere. So and that's gonna I mean you're gonna have access to some of that capital right away too. So it's not like you're losing everything either. You're gonna take a hit in the initial years, but you can do any of this stuff that we've been talking about. You can get your policy started and then go purchase something that's going to make you money, go to some sort of school, 
anything along those lines. All these ideas are things that Kyle and I are, are actively doing. We're actively funding IBC policies. I'm going to be starting another one yet before the end of the year. Um, we are going to do some of these ideas that we talked about. Um, for me, I'm looking at some drip irrigation and stuff that uh, we're going to, it may not get done this year, but we're making plans for it to be at the latest next fall to be getting it done. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just getting the ball going on all these things, like things don't happen immediately. IBC is the same way. It it takes time. It takes time to get your first policy. It takes time to get to your break even where you have as much cash value as you've paid in premium. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't get started. Well, yeah, we're trying to buy more land too. And that's, I mean, that's a big risk. And you need somewhere where you're going to have some capital to back you up, either whether that be for the down payment or just in case of some bad times. Like, okay, I need... I need some money to cover this payment because I'm short. Yeah, the, the land didn't cash flow this year. Yeah. I mean, that's not ideal at all, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a possibility. So yeah, I mean, you can we can kind of wrap any topic into how IBC helps or or will work for you, but we think it's pretty important. Like that's it's something that holds people back quite a bit. Well, I don't know that I have the free cash flow right now to get started. Well, this year is probably going to be one of the best opportunities that you have to get started. Absolutely. If if you truly want to get, start IBC, this is probably the year that you had the cash flow to make this happen. And we're not saying you put a whole bunch of money, like you know, like the majority of what you have. No, I mean you got to get started where it's right for you, and it's got to be feasible into the future. Yeah, and everybody's different. I mean, somebody might start out at five thousand a year, and you know, somebody else might do thirty. So it's it's all relevant to your situation, definitely. But. All that goes back to the point still of um, not just taking all this extra capital, paying off debt because you don't like having the debt. Mm-hmm. Try to try to really think about that debt and what it is allowing you to do. Yeah. If, if you don't value your capital very much and pay off all that debt, I mean, it's just, it's putting a hindrance on, on doing more things with your operation. That's where leverage is really working well for people right now. I mean, we bought a planner last year and we have 2.2% interest on that planner. It would make no sense to pay off that 2.2% interest rate. And we, so that extra money that we have, we can then take that and invest it in other areas of the farm to make us money, to build a shop, you know, to maybe to purchase some more ground. So improve parts of the planner that you don't like. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's endless. I mean, everybody's situation is unique to them, but I I do think that it's probably going to be a common occurrence that that people in the ag economy have a lot of money and they're sitting pretty flush right now. Mm-hmm. Think long and hard about what you do with those dollars, whether that's to start an IBC policy, whether that's maybe you use some of it to pay down debt because you really don't like debt, but like... Kyle just said, I mean, think about, does it make sense to do that? Yeah. And I know even like most equipment loans, if you go through like farm credit or something like that, they're probably four to 5%. But like, really, does it make sense to, even if it's a little bit higher, does it really make sense to give up that cash? Look at how everything is right now. We're we're seeing inflation. Everything's getting more expensive. You're going to need more dollars to do the same thing that you did last year. Mm-hmm. So. And- and I mean, yeah, I mean, just for instance, you know, I, I believe uh, 32% of 
was like 190-ish a ton last year. Yeah. I just got a quote uh, about two days ago, 600 a ton to prepay. So tripled. (laughs) It's going to take a lot more dollars. And that's that's where I'm saying, too, the point I was trying to make earlier in the podcast is there's going to be a lot more risk out in these fields in the coming year Mm -hmm. because of the amplified cost to put in a, a traditional row crop like corn or beans. Sure. You know, I, I have a feeling that um, the cattle industry is also going to um, have some higher rents and stuff, but it's just those things you, you got to weigh, you got to weigh out the cost of, of keeping some of that capital around or if it, if it's doing better for you to pay off debt. And I mean, I mean, the point we're trying to make is we don't think it does in most instances. No. Yeah, very, very few. Credit card debt, yeah, get that stuff paid off. That high interest debt, definitely. But man, this low interest stuff, that's extended out for, you know, if you have 30-year land note or house note, whatever, like, man, that's a great flat, a great hedge against inflation. Yeah. And I see why people want to pay it off, Kyle. I mean, if they can earn, like my checking account is 0.05% right now, and that's the interest I get paid is taxed at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost nothing. So I can see why you want to pay off three, four, five percent interest notes because your money's not doing anything in the checking account, you feel like. Explore other options, though. I mean, IBC is a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, look at other things you can do to add profit to your farm, like we mentioned earlier. Definitely. So, so <clears throat> anything else that... You want to add to this, Kyle? No, I think we got this one covered. Okay. It's the golden rule, guys. Those who have the gold make the rules. Absolutely. If you have the capital, you're in control. Stay that way. So, until next week. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.